right here, right here is symbolic of what it's all about. This is the world's heavyweight title. And when I say this, I mean it in all sincerity. The world's heavyweight title held by Harley Race. Not once, but twice. Over half of my life devoted to what I do better than any other human being in wrestling. I am not going to allow any human being to insult me or this. And when I say that, I mean it in dead sincerity. When I walk in that ring, I'm walking in there as world's heavyweight champion. I'm walking in there to defend what I hold probably more close than any other man has ever held. This is my life. You've heard your Ric Flairs talk about being cock of the walk. You've heard your Thunderbolt Pattersons. You've heard them all, Ole Anderson. They all talk about being the man. Flair parades around saying that he is the ultimate man. Well, buddy, this is symbolic of being everything that any human being ever wanted to be. That man is Harley Race. And for one of those individuals that I've mentioned or the various others to beat me, then let them walk around and claim to be what they are. You're looking at the world's heavyweight champion, the man that can truthfully say that he can beat any man in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, Queen P, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Ron Pashery Jr. Queen Ron P. Ron Pashery Jr. Well, apparently, Alo said I have I had Beyonce'd the podcast. I had got. I guess he thought I had gotten too big to host the podcast anymore. You moved um, on to your, but, your did your solo act. Yes, I am officially back. Uh, went to Italy for a week, so obviously missed that week. Start a new job literally the day after I got back from Italy. Have been working pretty much all day from like 5.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then doing Uber Eats at night pretty much the whole night. So I have not had much time outside of doing those things. The, the little time that I do have, I've spent trying to get some sleep. So, have not watched really any wrestling in this time. So, the rumors uh, of you starting a prostitution ring are entirely fake? Untrue. Untrue? Honestly, it probably would have been more profitable had I done that. Maybe I should have done that. You can. You can run the Mean Streets <laughs> Duck. I'm sure you learned a thing or two in Italy. Yeah, I did learn a thing or two. Out of muscle. Um, but, yes. Alo, I know you couldn't join us this week. You, you may be on at some point, uh, but I have not Beyonce'd the podcast I am back. I am hosting. We are waiting on news of our very own Josh Prep Igina bringing his wonderful daughter into the world. Little baby podcast. Baby baby Prep. Baby Prep. Yes, I hope that we get that news sometime during this recording. Maybe even Alo will cut in on Skype to let us know. Maybe Um, he'll cut on Skype with the baby. Maybe. Maybe we can get Baby Prep's review of SummerSlam. I would love that. I would love to get a few predictions from from Baby Prep. Uh, so yes, we do have SummerSlam this week. 
Uh, but before we get into this SummerSlam... Is this SummerSlam or is this like Golden Jewel? Is what, what kind of pay-per-view is this? Is this it, one of those? It kind of does feel like that. It does to me. Is, I think they're renaming it SummerSlam XL because it's another eight-hour show. Yeah, ten matches the last I saw. And you're going to be more than You're going to have something with Roman Reigns. You just don't know exactly where it's going. Oh, yeah, I don't think Roman It was listed where I saw. So, yeah, that'll be an 11th match. There's no Intercontinental match listed, so I'm assuming that will probably be somewhere on the show. I don't know if there are even tag team matches listed. So who knows how many matches is going to be. Maybe it'll be 15 or 16 by the time we get to Sunday. At least. Are either of you... So a lot of people say, and Eck, you actually said this in a text message. Uh, might have been earlier today. You, I don't even remember what it was in reference to, but you said absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. So, well, have, uh, no, Aaron said it. I, I, uh, I said it to him a little recently. But yeah, I, I said that to him recently. One day, I was, you know, trying to convince him to come out on a Friday, and I, and then, you know, he was going back and forth. I think he had prior commitments, and I basically just threw at him. I was like, you know, absence grows the heart fonder, so you know. You can bail on me, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he, he he did bring that up recently. I'm trying to. I think think it had to do with you and the podcast. Maybe I think I think that is it. When I, when I told you guys I will be able to come back on Wednesday, I do think that's where you said it. But my my three weeks away from paying any attention to wrestling did not make my heart grow fonder. I don't know if that's more because of the around the clock stress has just made it impossible for me to really care. I think that's a part of it. But how excited are either one of you for SummerSlam? Well, to, to answer that question, I'll say, last time I was on the show, we were talking about the previous pay-per-view and how the card was kind of stacked. There was potential four or five matches that we saw match of the night, and it was a solid pay-per-view. And now we look at this card. Was that Extreme Rules? Yeah, I believe so. Yep, and we look at this card as it's currently laid out, and I'm excited for maybe one, possibly two <laughs> matches. So that should paint a pretty picture for you. Yeah, Eck, how about you? Do you agree with Joey that you're more excited for Extreme Rules than this, or? Um, so I, I think it's like apples and oranges because you're not and let like if this is ten years ago when Extreme Rules, all the matches were Extreme Rules, maybe people got excited about it because of that. But, like, you're not supposed to get excited for Extreme Rules. SummerSlam is one of those three or four shows of the year. Because of SummerSlam, you should be excited for it. Yeah, that was so, ex- I'm not excited for the, the stipulations or Extreme Rule matches. Yeah, I'm just looking at the card. The card. No, 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 no. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So it's like when I, when I think of the card, like, I'm not, I'm not overly enthused. There, there are some matches that I think could, you know, t- tur- turn it around and actually make it be a good show. Um, there, there's like the storylines for everything are kind of iffy. There's been some like, you know, I, again, I, I've never produced uh, a wrestling show. I've never been in a wrestling match, but there's, there's a lot of stuff that in my opinion have been produced very bad lately that help help me not want to be interested in the show. But because it's SummerSlam, I am looking forward to it. It's funny because I remember, I don't know if either of you remember this, but I think it was SummerSlam 2015 or 2016. They were doing, they were broadcasting a lot of stuff and a lot of preview stuff on ESPN. This is when Coach was still there, and he was doing a lot to like build that WWE ESPN relationship. Yeah, I feel like that was probably 16. And they were 
it was being talked about that like SummerSlam is like the WrestleMania for the hardcore fan. Like WrestleMania is for the casual fan, but SummerSlam is for the hardcore fan. And that could not have turned around anymore because the hardcore fan does not care about Brock Lesnar, does not care about William Goldberg, does not really... I know you love Trish Stratus, but does not really feel the need to see Trish Stratus continue no, to wrestle. I, I, that's kind of fun for me. Trish Stratus yeah. part of it. That is kind of fun for me. I can understand we see it. It doesn't have the feel of a SummerSlam match. But. Yeah. It's like that has kind of gone out the window. The idea that it's for the, the hardcore fan. It's more or less bring everyone I, I back. Think, I, think, uh, I think any hardcore, uh, to argue that, I think mm -hmm. any hardcore women's wrestling fan, especially the females, especially the females, they, they love this. But again, they like the thing with Trish, like if you recall listening last week, like, I, I, I'm not in love with the build-up to this at all. I think SmackDown was better, but how this week, um, their little segment, her and Charlotte, but I wish, I don't know, the whole way they came to the match, I hated. <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just, as you know, I've said it maybe on almost every podcast for the last year. I'm just tired of them going back two decades. Going back to the well. Like, we don't need it. It's not necessary. I, I'm not interested in it anymore. Like, there's so many people featured on this pay-per-view whose peak was 15 or 20 years ago. I'm not yeah. interested in that anymore. And that's without yeah. The Undertaker, without Kane, without HBK, without Triple H. Like, and they still have all these people that are, like, from a generation ago. Yeah. Or you could even argue two generations. Right. Like, Goldberg or Taker, when, when they're in a match, like, that's, that's two generations ago. I mean... Yes, Goldberg's had, what, three, four matches in the last two, three years, but he wasn't full-time in WWE for, what, 15-plus years? And I feel right. like I feel like this Goldberg match is kind of to kind of make up a retribution match for his Undertaker match. So, it was so bad from both ends. <laughs> Undertaker had yeah. his retribution match. Now Goldberg comes in, he's probably going to beat up on Dobbs Ziggler. Yeah. 100% correct what C-Kane's saying. Now, since I know C-Kane isn't going to completely bury uh goldberg as much as you he, he may bury him uh what what did you think of the whole segment for this match on monday i enjoyed the segment part of it i, I enjoyed like the build towards it with like you know Dolph comes in cocky talking about how he's the man signs a contract yeah. he doesn't even read and then they pull out goldberg it's kind of a, a nice kind of way they did that i think i think that's that's enjoyable yes i, I actually completely agree with that because like, I thought it was, when we got Trish, like this, you know, bring Trish back thing, I thought it was so obvious. And, like, you know, I know it's in the sheets and I know, like, all that, but Jerry the King Lawler and her having a segment, like, okay, obviously she's going to be in a match. Like, ha, ha, like it's just so bad how they put poured that off. I know there was a rumor Ziggler and Goldberg maybe having a match. I completely forgot about it because it was all the way until 11 p.m., he comes out. He has a segment with Miz. They put Sean in there. They tease. I mean, like it—you it, really would think Sean and Ziggler could have a match. So I'm, you know, suspending disbelief. And I'm like, wow, like Ziggler and Sean are gonna have a match at SummerSlam. Sean played it up perfectly, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat crap right here, you know, because we all know how I've hated on Miz from day one of this show. <laughs> I mean, if you watch his, he, he actually really helped make this segment because. You know, he gets a lot of heat for being, like, a really good heel but sucks out of babyface. Man, did he play this segment up perfectly. His facials, when the crowd started chanting Goldberg and when the music cut, 
And when Ziggler, like his emotions, uh, when, you know, he started letting his emotions out and he starts looking like, you know, he's he screwed. Goldberg came out. I mean, luckily Goldberg didn't speak much because it could have really went bad. The crowd, <laughs> the crowd much, was yeah. receptive to him. Very receptive. So I, I thought, it, yeah, I thought it played out real well, especially because I was confused. They were saying like a lot of people in WWE were mad at Goldberg for the bad match. So I really thought like, okay, he's dead in the water. Like we're not going to see him ever again. Like, yes, I know you would love that. But then <laughs> when, when Ziggler's out there crapping on him every week, like randomly, like, yeah, you want to know what sucks? Have you seen Goldberg's last match? Keep going with the promo. A uh, week later, yeah, have you seen, you know, uh, you, you know, Legends? Yeah, what, did you see Goldberg's last match? And I'm like, wow, they're really pissed at him. So I didn't actually think this was going to happen. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the match. Would there have been any more? I don't more... think it's going to be good, but. <laughs> Would there have been any more interest in this? I know your kind of stance is stop digging up the dead. Stop, mm-hmm. leave the past where it is. Would it be any more interest for you if it was Michaels that ended up fighting Dolph? So, it's funny that you asked that because one of the other things I've talked about a lot on this is, like, Shawn Michaels is not HBK anymore. Like, when he comes out to the music, I just feel like this does not fit this guy anymore. He's not that. But because of all the times, you know, we've talked about it or commentary has talked about it or, like, wrestling fans have talked about Ziggler, like, ripping off HBK or being, like... A cheap imitation of HBK. I do think that that there probably is something there that's like would be worth seeing a little bit because more. Obviously, Ziggler is very good at what he does. Like I can't take anything away from his actual talent and ability in the ring, and that would be a guy that would be fun to actually see Michaels in there with. So I do think that there would be a little bit of curiosity there as to like what match could these guys put on, but. It, as soon as I think that WWE knew, like, okay, this guy's going to Europe for 10 days. He's probably not going to really pay any attention for the next two weeks after that. Let's put the belt back on Lesnar. Let's bring Goldberg back. I feel like let's put Randy Orton in a championship feud. They, they put all this stuff in here while I've been away, and I don't think it's any coincidence. They kind of snuck it in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you were doing so, your Queen uh, Bee thing? I- <laughs> Before we get off of this match, though, you got because there's obviously stuff we can talk about with Orton. But the one thing that you got to admit here, I guess, I guess a, a, um, a question and a statement. We all got to agree, Ziggler, Ziggler and Goldberg potentially, if it's not going to be a good like Goldberg's not going to make the match good, but Ziggler actually could. He could. Like. Zig, uh, I don't know what was it two years ago, three years ago. Whenever Goldberg, like, remember he botched that jack that jackhammer to uh, Rusev. Yes. Yeah. All right. So like, Rusev, you need to physically, and I'm not saying he's not strong. I'm sure he's stronger than the three of us, but you got to physically be able to jackhammer that man, and especially at 50 plus years old. Like, Goldberg has to jackhammer him. And when they just had the match in Saudi Arabia with Undertaker, he had to jackhammer him. I don't, if Goldberg can go out there drunk and high, Dolph Ziggler will jackhammer himself and make Goldberg look good. So, you Challenge know, I accepted. mean, like Undertaker, Undertaker just had that match. He had Roman do half the work. The, it almost did end up with one little botch at the end. The match went home and, you know, Taker, Taker got the win. I guess here's the part of the, the statement. That's my question. Who do you guys think would win? Goldberg or Ziggler? 
Yeah, what's your prediction? For me, it would be Goldberg. I don't think there's any chance that Doff comes away with the win. Yeah, here. Goldberg. I mean, Ziggler's not even beating anyone current. I, yeah. I, I mean, I think it's funny that they're painting, all of a sudden, painting Dolph Ziggler like a legend killer. But, again, what does so, he want? So, really good point there. Like, that's... I mean, I don't think they're like Ziggler's going to win, but I feel like his career could really use it because if he beats Goldberg... That's something he can be talking about in promos January next year. I'm the one that beat Goldberg in his last match. And, like, maybe he can finally get some steam because he does lose a lot of meaningless matches. And if he loses this, I mean, it it really doesn't help him yeah, at all. From that end, and we all know where, where it is, it's not Dolph Ziggler losing steam on his own. They're just not pushing him the way Oh, yeah, 100%. Because, I mean... And I mean that's been his, the issue for eight plus years. His last promos were pretty good when we when mm-hmm. he was feuding with Kofi. He could have done something with that, but no. He just, the promo before that, he just he starts something, you get interested, and it's not. Yeah. So is that your prediction, Dolph, or are you predicting Goldberg as well? I mean, I'm predicting Goldberg, but like I feel like this is like one of the rare moments where like, zit, like I don't know. I, I would say Goldberg's best match since he's been back. You know, he's been in there with old-timers. He's been there with Taker. Uh, Like, his matches with Brock, neither of them were good. But his match with Owens wasn't terrible. And and he went over. Yeah, you need a worker to make Goldberg Yeah, like, he can have have Ziggler. Like, he can spear the life out of Ziggler. Ziggler can jackhammer himself and then somehow stumble into kicking Goldberg on his chin and get an amazing win. My fear for this match, and I could see it happen very easily, is just a squash match for Goldberg. Comes in, Doff maybe gets about two minutes of offense, Goldberg spears him, match. Yeah, because, I mean, what do we get, five minutes tops? I mean, if this goes into six, it's, it's an Iron Man <laughs> match for Goldberg. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very quick. I think it, I think it's going to be less than five minutes. See, so then also Quicker here's the thing. that sexual counter. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half tops. The, I, get, I mean, the, the rough part. the rough part is, like, didn't it? Zig, like Ziggler just lost in like twenty seconds somewhere else. Yeah. Was that in Philly? Was that I don't know. Like that. No, like he just. When know he was, was that? Philly. I forget exactly when it was, but I know what you're talking about. To Owens, yeah. I mean, Owens just squashed him recently, and like, what? I don't know. It's just like, well, where's he go now? I mean, he can't get squashed again like that. I just, I don't know. I, I feel think, like Goldberg, Gold, like they can get, like Undertaker's thing. Undertaker, he got to redeem himself, and Roman got another rub. Drew McIntyre got another huge loss, and the best in the world, Shane's bulletproof. So that match plays out perfect. But in this match, like, Goldberg is supposed to redeem himself, and then what do we do at the same time? Ziggler just keeps burying himself? Yeah, That's why I just... It's a, it's a, I don't know. When we started this show years ago, that warm january night <laughs> i had big hopes that ziggler would one day uh get some good shine and all these episodes later i still am doing here we, the same. Are, still here we are years later thing. still pulling still pulling uh drinking your mango okay so <laughs> the uh universal championship brock lesnar defending against seth rollins so i know that rollins took a beating last week At, every beats, week and he came back this week and took another beating some of the beatings, again, look very bad. And I'm not saying it like, oh, wow, uh, 
It looks like some of the bumps he's taken could really, really hurt. Like maybe he, not the bumps he's supposed to be taking? No, it looks raw. <laughs> Do you think the same thing? Yeah, it's upsetting. Do you think they're all doing this to build up Seth for this win? Or do you think, because I still firmly believe they want Brock to be one of their champions when they're on Fox. Like, I think they want to debut on Fox being able to say Brock Lesnar is one of their champions. Uh, I don't think that's the way to go. I mean, that that could be the direction. But, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that Seth taking all these beatings and just setting them up for the win. Because that's just the traditional way they build matches. You get beat, you get beat, you get beat, and then you win the match in the pay-per-view. And, like, to agree with what Joey's saying, like, these bumps look like they really hurt, like... You know, commentary is supposed to really play up, like, how, how much he's hurting from, like, the past two weeks, like, during this match. Like, I actually think, like, how do, how how are you physically able to beat him <laughs> with, with how your body feels from getting beat down for the past two and a half weeks? Right. And they're not playing, like, minor injuries. They're, they're like, internal bleeding. Yeah, I did read they're, that. Like, life-threatening injuries. internal bleeding. Is, has this been, like, good like has this been uh, this week it was depressing this, i was bored as hell watching it this past week watching just brock walk around you know with that weird child abusing his grinny has yeah. <laughs> throwing seth around it was boring to watch i was like can it be over is someone gonna come out why wouldn't roman reigns come out oh he's getting yeah. attacked by some invisible dude in the back right <laughs> yeah it, it's no I, I i had hopes for it um but it's yeah it's Something crazy's got to happen in the match. Like, if this is closing the show, I'm, I don't know. It's, it's not exciting. So clearly, this has not made either one of you more interested or more excited for the match on Sunday. No, it made, me, more, it made uh, me fearful that that that's the match we could see. But and, and then your stat you just put out there, like I forgot that. I forgot how many times you made that point. Like, I actually just got frustrated hearing you saying that because I'm like, wow, that's a really good point. That's probably accurate. <laughs> my my thought now is, even if this didn't make you more interested, more excited for the match, does what has happened for the last two and a half weeks, as X said, does it make you more happy if Seth is actually the winner on Sunday? Like, does it, make, it, does it make his win feel more satisfying to if you? If that's the payoff, yes. In, the, it, yeah. in, in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. If we get a good match, if we get WrestleMania all over again, Seth goes out there, gets his ass wolfed. He gets demolished. He kicks Brock Lesnar in the nuts multiple times. I don't care if it was one time. And then he stomps him and he wins. Boo. Like, like this sucks. Like, if I got to see Mania match over again, uh, no, this has to be a good match. This has to be Royal Rumble 2015 without Cena. I guess this is a case of be careful what you ask for because one of our main complaints is that the t- title is never on TV. Now Brock's back. Right. He's on TV. <laughs> um, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, like I was like when he first won the briefcase, he was entertaining. Um, and I popped when he cashed in because I was there live and I thought maybe they'd do something with it. But I mean, what have we really got? We got Seth and him again. And it's literally just been him out there murdering him. Yeah, I'm more excited for the four-minute spectacle of (laughs) Dolph Ziggler hoisting himself up to a 55-year-old man's shoulder and jackhammering himself. Well, having not watched 
and not seen the beatings, not paid any attention. I feel like if he does win on Sunday night, it will make everyone... This will have been part of making everyone so excited that he won. Now, granted, everyone would have been excited that he won anyway because the guy who's champion, none of us want to see as the champion anymore. So, Joseph, what's your prediction? Well, common wrestling math says that Seth wins, but knowing WWE, I think Goldberg retains. I mean, <laughs> I think Brock Lesnar retains. Um, I, I'm thinking Rollins wins. It. If he doesn't, like, I don't care. I don't care what Ziggler has been through in the past eight years. Seth is more buried. I feel like they're going to have Brock Lesnar win, play up the injuries, and possibly have a rematch on it. I'm going to say Seth Rollins just because I need him to beat Brock Lesnar. But deep down, I believe that they want Brock to be a champion in the company until they debut on Fox. When they debut on Fox? Yeah, like a month and a half or two months from now, whatever it is. Um... There was something I was just going to say. Oh, like, so Goldberg being here, Brock being a champion, they really have not done anything to make me regret canceling the WWE Network. And I actually unfollowed WWE on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. So Going for the throat. Yeah. I did the I did the Instagram unfollow a little while ago. I think it may have been because I wasn't watching shows live, mm-hmm. and it was like the it was it was like the alert from the WWE app. Like I had to disable that, and then literally like a title changes, and like one second later, Instagram's posting that like there's a new champion. It's like oh okay, I don't need these spoilers. For me, it was when I scrolled Twitter on Monday night and saw that William was back, and I was like, I don't need to see this. Unfollow. Done. Done with them. Um, So, Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. This is one of the few things I actually wanted to talk about. Because I know you guys talked a lot on the three weeks I wasn't here about how mad you thought I was that Randy Orton was in the title picture. But, I want to say that I'm not mad at all. Because we've talked extensively on this show over the three and a half years we've been doing it about how that was like... Maybe the only real feud that Kofi had was with Randy Orton, however many years ago that was. That's part of his history. That's like one of the standout sequences in his career. And to me, having while I hate Randy Orton, while I think he sucks and is boring and is overrated, he obviously is one of the most accomplished guys like of his era. Like, from those guys that started post-Attitude Era to now, yeah. there are maybe only two or three guys that have accomplished more than him. He's got a resume. Right. You know, and it, it just, it's just, it's a good feud. So that, it's li- it literally one. It's, uh, I would say it's Cena and no one else. Right. It, yeah, like, you easily could make that case. The only person I could think of that maybe has surpassed him is Brock, but Brock, has, Brock wasn't there. R-Truth, obviously, the greatest entertainer of this generation. But I think Randy having that history with him and having that, like, no pun intended, having that, like, WWE pedigree, I think, like, this is a very important feud for Kofi to have, and I think it's a very good feud for Kofi to have. And the only reason it would ever make me upset is if it turns out that he loses to Randy Orton, which I don't think is going to happen. I think this is only to bolster 
Kofi, and I am perfectly fine with this because, like I said, because of the history and because of who Randy Orton is. And yeah, and it makes the most sense, kind of, because like you said, a lot of the card was thrown together as far as storyline is concerned. It's a built-in feud. It gives you a lot less work to do to try and sell it. So it works. Yeah, no, I'm I'm like a, a very big fan of of them doing this because they, they probably easily could have not done it. And I, I think it's important for him. And Eck, what are your thoughts? Oh, I, I've been here for day one for it. I mean, I think the promos have been Down good. I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Down since day one is H. Um, but I, I think the thing, um, the thing I like about it the most is I think Kofi's had a really great run. I think his run right now, the his WWE title reign is the best since Sam Punk's. I think is I think after I think come Monday morning, if he wins, if he wins Sunday, which that is my prediction, if he wins, I think he's already had a better run than either of Styles reigns with the title. Is a bold statement, but I think that mainly because it was, you know, there's more of a heartfelt moment with him winning it. Um, I think everyone, I everyone here predicted he was losing that title one month later. He's now had it for over a hundred days, and he's defended it against at least eight different people. So I mean, I think he's had a strong reign, and, and he always has this, a good match. He oh, exactly. He always has a good match. I think Orton's going to show out. I think people that passed to you, I think since you think he's boring, I think he's actually going to put on a really good match. Um, it's it's good. You know, he's going to get credit for that. It's not going to be just because of Kofi. I think the match is going to be really good. I hope you watch the match. Oh well, it's one of the one of the very few things I have any interest in at all. Yeah. There's 28 matches going on that day, and I mean it's probably the one to watch. Yeah, so one like one ninth of the matches that we have, I'm interested in. I mean, as it currently stands, uh, as a card currently stands that we, I mean, that we know of, this is probably the second match I, uh, that I'm looking forward to behind the Ricochet say AJ Styles match. Yeah, I, like like I said, I'll, I'll be upset if Orton wins, but I, I just don't think that's. Either do the I. The story they're telling. I, don't I, I think it's a good match for Kofi to win again, build his resume. And to people, like, I, I can recall Alo and I having this conversation before that, like, that we were not as high on the title reign as Eck has been. And I think, like, for anyone who feels like that, like, this was not a memorable title reign or, like, the highlight of it was the fact that he actually won it and nothing since then. Like, to me, this makes the title reign more significant. Like, yeah. So to me, it was a, it's a very smart thing to do. And if Randy has a good match, I will be more than willing to say it. If, if you remember, I was the one person who was fully invested in the Orton-Wyatt family storyline yeah, the whole yeah. time it was going on. So yes. when he does something good, I will, and- I will begrudgingly admit it. And I hope he has a good match on Sunday. Within the past three weeks, Aaron came around and he said, you know, he, he agreed with me. He's like, you made a really good point. You know, this title reign has been good. And I think uh, aside from that, I mean, I just pointed it out. Like, he's defe- defeated world champion caliber guys, guys that have won world heavyweight championships. Kevin Owen, former universal champion. I don't know if he's beat a former WWE champion. And, I mean, we're talking – Randy Orton, there's what two, three people that has won more world titles than him. I mean, this is this is a huge accolade. I know he's beat him before, but never in a championship match. This is this is a big deal. Yeah, it's, it, it is a big deal, and I think it's it's a it, it was a very smart avenue to take. So Eck, I, I know what your prediction is already, but 
I'll have you give it now. Uh, I'm going with Kofi Kingston. Retains the title, and then an hour later, better recognize this one of the greatest title reigns in the past decade. I am going with Kofi as well. Joseph? I'm going Kofi. I think it'll be an exciting match. I think there'll be a couple close calls with the RKO out of nowhere. Uh, but ultimately, Kofi scaves. Scaves uh, he, he escapes with victory. I don't know what I was going for there. Any chance Kofi kicks out of an RKO? There's a good chance. Yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. Again, SummerSlam, so they would have built up the match as much as possible. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of a lot of good things here in this match, especially. I mean, again, I, Kofi I think this match is going to get some time. It, oh, probably, I think so it definitely will. Top two longest matches, if not the longest two. I mean, the two mid-card title matches, I think both of them are built to be good matches. They're supposed to be with the competitors in there. But I don't think they're going to get the time because I think this match is going to it's gonna get some time. It's going to be 20-plus minutes, I would think. I mean, it's a seven-hour show. What am I talking about? Yeah, I guess every uh, match could be. It'll, it'll, at the very least, be approaching 20 minutes, but I expect it to be more than 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm... I'm definitely thinking that 20, 25 minute time frame from bell to bell. It'll have to be to make up for the two minute Goldberg match. Yeah. <laughs> the Fiend and Finn Balor. I like that we have no idea what really to expect. Like, I don't know what he's going to look like in a match. We've seen him in the ring. I know we like speculated about that for weeks and weeks. What is it going to look like when he shows up? Now we know what it looks like. I mean, is he rest like that full time, or is that just? I think in in the match, yeah. But I'm telling you, I need I need when he wins, I need them to play the Firefly Funhouse <laughs> theme. I, I so a couple weeks, I guess it was last week. Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit started to say what the Firefly Funhouse is. Uh, I don't think you guys mentioned it last week. You mentioned the the segment, but. Right before he got cut off by Bray, he said, the Firefly Funhouse is a... And he got cut off. I don't know, like, when we find out what the Firefly Funhouse is. I am happy that we're still getting the Firefly Funhouse here and there. I'm happy that, like, it didn't go away once those pre-recorded ones were done airing. Same. But I have no clue what... A fiend match looks like. Neither do I. I know what a Bray Wyatt match looks I mean, like. And do I we, don't know what this looks do like. Do we get a fiend versus demon match, or is it just straight up Finn so Balor? So is it that? Is it the fiend just annihilating Finn Balor? Is this a real match? Well, from everything I hear, Finn Balor's taking time off to, after this, so I expect the fiend to win. Again, the yeah. fiend and Finn go out. Yeah. Come back refreshed. I, th- I feel like since he's been on the main roster, they've always advertised if he's going to be the demon. Uh, I'm getting the vibe. It's, he's not going to be. The, he's not going to be the demon. So I'm thinking Balor. Balor loses, but we don't. We don't see exactly. Um, we don't. We don't. You know. I just think Balor goes away. But the real crazy thing is here. We, we're now getting the Mandible Claw as his finisher. So do we see Balor tap out? Uh, I think we see Balor. Balor's lights go out. He doesn't tap out, but he's not uh, able to answer answer the call. I mean, is it possible that it's not even a match? Is it possible it's that... It's possible, yeah. You just push the Fiend. The Fiend just takes him out before the bell even rings. Very possible. Either it's way... Since we don't know her again, I guess it's very possible. I think we should get a match at this point. Either way, you're going to see the Fiend be kind of pushed. you yeah. see the Fiend get over. 
And then you could always sell, like, let's say, let's say Finn takes off, like, two months after this. Like, you always have that, like, feather in the Fiend's hat that, like, he sent Finn Balor, like, to go recover for a long period of time. Now, I don't know if that's what's going to happen with everyone. I don't know. I'm just curious to see, like, what does this look like? What are we in What's the payoff for? for the long road? Do, do either one, like, what I don't want to see, like, I almost don't want to see Finn get in offense on The Fiend. I don't want to see The Fiend, like, take damage or get taken off his feet. I think that's or, kind of where we're, yeah, I think we're going to get a squash match for The Fiend, kind of pushing, putting him over. That'll be a solution well, that to one like, of the 20 matches that we have. You know it can't be the demon, then. The demon can't get squashed. No, the demon won't get squashed. If it comes out to be the regular match, which you said that's kind of the way they're pitching it right now, Finn Balor versus The Fiend. It's The Fiend. Could we get Finn Balor come back in two months as The Demon and kind of get retribution? Yeah, but for now, probably a squash. Yeah, that that's what I'm hoping for. Act your prediction, I'm assuming The Fiend. Oh, yeah. I, I need him to win, and I need that Firefly team. <laughs> I hope that you get that. And, and if you guys recall, for the listeners at home, I've been saying this since day one. I need it to be like when Mankind debuted, he had a different theme when he won. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see that. But more than anything, I'm just curious to see, like, what does a match with this guy look like now? Because we have no idea. Uh, so we're all in agreement of The Fiend coming out victorious. I think much, probably everyone who watches wrestling feels the same way. Much more svelte, Brian, uh, Bray yeah. Wyatt. Uh, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Show stealing. From everything I've heard, from everything I've read, from what little I've seen, Kevin Owens has been shining as like kind of the voice of the people almost. Shane obviously doing his best to annoy the people, and a lot of people are annoyed while some people are enjoying what he's doing. Obviously, this has the potential to be, like, the most memorable match of the night, as any match with Shane could be, depending on what he does. There's the stipulation of Kevin Owens having to, to leave if he loses. Career on the line. Uh, has this kind of been painted, though, as, like, Owens is, like, doing this for the boys, so to speak? Yeah. That uh, Yes, for the boys and for the fans. The fans are tired of seeing Shane. The boys are tired of Shane uh, taking up camera time they're tired of him claiming he's the best in the world pitching it as you know all these guys you claimed would get more tv time are now taking a backseat to you and your ego and you just on tv more more of the mcmahon crap we, pro- we were promised would be end do either of you think this was intentional like that they came out to say we're listening to you we're gonna care about what the fans want more and then no. have shane be the guy or do you think it just kind of happened luckily yeah i think it ha- i think this just happened yeah, I think it came about, um, again, just time for Shane to get off TV. So they said, how can we play this out? Here's my idea. And so, doesn't it... So before I, I go on with my statement, you guys both are enjoying this, right? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So doesn't this... Isn't this just one more thing to, like... To kind of prove that the, most of the best stuff they do happens by accident? Like I would the, think so. The stuff that they're really trying to put together tends to fail. And the stuff that really works is the stuff that just kind of somehow happens. No, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, too. Again, it, it is kind of the way they fall ass-backwards into 
a good storyline. And the storyline is they try to force feed you just junk. But there's also other elements of it too. Like, okay, this storyline with Shane worked out, but I'm also tired of seeing Shane get victories, tainted or not, over wrestlers that should be in the forefront, like uh, Roman Reigns, etc. You know, all these guys that are kind of just story. Roman Reigns never even has he even beat Shane yet? I uh, never mind. I guess he did at the the tag match. Um, storyline wise, it's fun, but again, just putting Shane over other people. And he legit knocked him out of Survivor Series a few but years ago. An apple in there, I can take this but other than that, I mean, yeah, yeah, you want to you you want to see this kind of play. I've I've enjoyed the storyline. I've enjoyed Kevin Owens being kicked out and kind of standing up against against the Shane machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, could it be a tainted victory. Yeah. And Eck, I feel like you are one of the highest people on Shane. Have been all along. Say it, Joey. Say what? Day one ish. <laughs> What uh downsets? Where does this rank for you in like the stuff Shane has done since he's been back? Well, I'm I'm enjoying it. I think I've already enjoyed this more than the stuff with Roman, um, because I think Owens is shining um, very well. Uh, we got teased with like a short three four weeks of him as a babyface, and now he's back as a badass babyface. He's kicking ass. He's taking names. He's there for the people. Um, if only that boy drank beer, this would be a lot more fun, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's really good. Um, I, I like the, it's a funny thing when you look at the card right now, or like you look at a lot of the feuds, like Ziggler and Miz are feuding, but it's funny if you look back three years ago, they were feuding and the roles were reversed. Ziggler was a baby face. Miz was a heel. And what was it last year? It was Miz versus Shane. Shane was a baby, or I'm sorry, Shane, Shane, um, Shane versus Owens. Owens was a heel. Shane was a babyface, and it's flipped. Um, it, it's funny how some feuds can do that, and it can play both sides. Sometimes, to me, I think it's a big flop. I think this is one of the few feuds that it works both ways. And, and it can be. I mean, uh, to that point, again, like you said, they fell into the storyline. I mean, the one downside I have to this side of Kevin Owens, which is awesome, it's fun. And it's an entertaining storyline is that he came into this storyline as as the face, coming from the point when he turned on Kofi Kingston. So it's like he was the heel right into the face, and you're kind of supposed yeah. to cheer for this guy who's a face now. Right. And he just turned on Kofi. If they would have kept that storyline going where he was replacing Big E and rolled mm-hmm. into this, it would have had a Big lot up. more momentum. <laughs> True. It had a lot more Agreed. momentum. Uh, the other thing that I'm impressed by is Shane's. Shane's first foray onto WWE television was him as a heel, like the spoiled rich kid, son of the boss, heel, who was kind of like a coward, who would always run his mouth and then run away, and then he was like always getting help from like the corporation or whatever to like win these matches against guys he should have never beaten. And then eventually he won people over with the crazy stuff he did with the fact that you watched him like get better as a wrestler over those couple years, and then he became a fan favorite. He comes back a couple years ago as a fan Huge favorite, fan like favorite. the returning Huge. hero. And the fact that he can make this turn and be a heel that people like legitimately hate now. Like a lot of people are like, I don't want to see him anymore. I'm done with him. I'm tired of him. To me, that tells you that what he's doing is good and what he's doing is working because 
he's making people legitimately emotionally not like him anymore. Uh, so I'm like impressed with the fact that he was able to make that turn at this point in his career. Because I kind of thought he was always going to be just like a sentimental fan favorite because people always remember the, the crazy stuff he's done and the crazy stuff he's still willing to do. And I think I even for a while was bitching about Shane, how much time he was getting and how prominent he was. But you to were. me, whether it was accidental or whether it was on purpose, it has worked. Like they've got they've gotten something good out of it, so I think that that's good. And I can't imagine Kevin Owens is leaving. No. So I'm going to predict Kevin Owens, even though every fiber of my being tells me Shane should just keep winning. Joseph. Just because again the stipulation, like unless Kevin Owens is taking time off, where they pull one of those. Kevin Owens is off TV for a couple weeks, then comes back through a, a loophole or something, which I do not want at all. Please don't do that to me. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say Kevin Owens. Agreed. So we're all in agreement on KO. Yeah, and, and the other thing I look at with it is it's Owens' strongest win with his babyface role. Yeah, he squashed Ziggler, but Ziggler never wins. So, like, that doesn't matter. Right. That doesn't count. <laughs> but when he goes beats the boss's son – and it was a match with his career on the line. This win matters. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we have three women's matches at the moment. Uh, one is Natty versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. One is Ember Moon versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And obviously the other one is Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. Joseph, which one of those three matches appeals to you the most? They're all pretty solid matches. Um, you have, obviously, Be- Becky Lynch, one of the hottest names in the division, versus uh, Natty on home court. Could be a fun match. Ember Moon versus Bailey. Uh, could this be the, the point where Ember Moon gets her push? Um, I kind of feel so. Then you have the um, the third match, um, Charlotte versus Trish Stratus. I'm kind of right now leaning towards that being um, a high-point match. Again, it's Trisha's home court as well. Come home match. I think she's really looking forward to this match to kind of prove herself. I think Charlotte's looking forward to this match because it's against Nikon, someone she probably looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both of them pull all the stops out. I think this will probably be the best match. You think so? Eck, what do you think about the three women's matches? Um, I think they all got they all got pros and they all got flaws. Um, I don't. Obviously, the SmackDown Women's Championship, in my opinion, has the least build, the least excitement. Um, but both women can go, and you know, I keep hoping we get some spark from Bailey or some creative spark to make this a fun title run. Um, this women, the, the Raw Women's match, I'm going to skip and I'm just say I think this is the one that I'm most excited for because I hated the way. They started the feud with Charlotte and Trish. I love Trish. Uh, it was like my first childhood huge crush. Um, I, boy, I do I love that woman. you erection right now. Yes. That beer is levitating. <laughs> the table's about to tip over with no we're recording on. But, yeah, I mean, I hope Trish goes out there. It's supposed to be her last match ever. I hope she shows out. I, you know, I hope she gets a big shine in her hometown. And, you know, I, I'm the first one to say in anyone's last match that they should go over. Or, or, I'm sorry, not go over. I think they should do the favor. But, man, I'd love to see the girl win. 
Um, I think Natty, with this whole spunk of getting disqualified and counted out two nights in a row, uh, going out there making people tap, I, 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 th- I like the excitement there. And a women's championship submission match on one of the four biggest, the three biggest pay-per-views of the year, uh, I got time for it. The world championship is the, the one that I think is getting the best build of these three. Do you feel at all like Ember Moon has a chance of winning, like being the SmackDown Women's Champion? Like, th- does it feel to you at all like that's a thing that could could be a reality on Monday morning? I think so. Oh yeah, I think with how weird their booking has been for the past <laughs> eight years, especially the last couple years, couple months, couple weeks, I, I definitely think it's possible. Um, you know, they've they've had. You know, Bailey be sympathetic for her, and then like Ember Strike. Uh, I think Ember could have the fire. Uh, it, and if she doesn't, when is if she doesn't win, when will she ever win? I mean, if we're gonna start with like predictions, uh, I have a hard time with this match because if if she doesn't win this match, when will she ever win? If Bailey doesn't, if they don't put on a really good match and Bailey doesn't shine like a light bulb, when is this title run ever gonna matter? And like my colleague with the hairstyling. Has said over here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Bailey's had a less than memorable title run this this far, so putting on Ember Moon kind of makes sense at this point. Try something new. Try something different. Let's give yeah. this girl a chance. Have they been allowing her to talk much during this? Not too much. No. Uh, when she was doing something with with Mandy in the back, like a month or two ago, she was, but not not with this. She hasn't talked at all. I mean, it's one of those things, like. we talk about this with the men all the time like when they come up from nxt like how there's a lot of people that just get lost in the shuffle i mean i think it's very easy to forget how good her character was in nxt like i completely forgot about her entrance i think maybe because raw is so bright and like smackdown has that dark setting like the the full sale arena does for nxt when she came out this past week i was like wow i forgot like she had a badass character. This is a badass entrance song. She had a badass entrance. But when I think of Ember Moon, I don't think about that. I don't think she had a good entrance. I don't think that you know her character matters. But that's because of how she's been booked since she's been up. She can wrestle. Yeah, she definitely can. She's got a hell of a finish. She can go. Um, so, Eck, start with you. What is your prediction for each of the three women's matches? Uh, I'll start from bottom up. I mean, I... I think Ember's going to win. I think Ember's going to win. I think she should win. I want Bailey to win. There's a little more fandom in my household for her. So uh, I'm. We have a you spectator know, I, I, right in, in your area who I know is a husband. She's all over the place. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, she definitely likes Bailey. Um, it's, yeah, I, I want Bailey to win. I see Ember Moon leaving with the uh, blue and white title uh, to go to the dream match. Uh, I think Charlotte gets the rub. I think she gets a big rub, and then I think she – it doesn't necessarily make sense because she turned on her tag partner this week, but I think she shows respect to Trish after. I, I'd be surprised if Trish gets the W. It'd be really cool. That's what I want to happen, but again, I'm going to go with my gut. I think Trish gets uh, – I'm sorry, Charlotte gets the win. We go to the uh, women's championship, and then, yeah, I think we're, we got two hometown women taking losses. I think Becky gets the W. Becky, you know, she, she was the one that – you know, she did the favors on Monday. Uh, Natalie, Natty got the shine Monday and Tuesday. I, I think Natty loses. Joseph? Well, first and foremost, I think um, 
we get a disarmor and uh, Natty taps for the victory there. So uh, the hottest thing in women's wrestling right now retains the title. Um, the next one I would probably go with. I think Ember Moon. It's her time. I think Bailey is kind of kind of had an opportunity and hasn't really carried the torch. I think they give it to Ember Moon there. And lastly, I think um, Charlotte Charlotte Flair wins. Uh, Trish, nice nice comeback again. But traditionally, the way people go out is on their backs. Yeah, I mean it's, that is typ- typically and traditionally the way that it happens. So for me, and and I will again preface this with I have not seen anything that has happened with any of the women, so I have like no real knowledge about what they've been doing story-wise to inform these predictions. Which is good. Sometimes uh, going in clean yeah. is easier. So I'm going to predict Bailey to retain only because I feel like if Ember Moon was going to win something would have happened that would have popped up in my Twitter feed or Instagram feed that would have made me think of Ember Moon. Um, and that hasn't happened. So I'm going to say Bailey retains. Although I would love to see Ember Moon win. I think she's long overdue for winning a championship. For the Raw Women's Championship, I'm going to say Becky retains for the main reason being Becky has built up herself in the industry like to a degree that like when's the last woman that was this big of a deal in wrestling? Like where... She's becoming on equal footing with the men. I don't know if it's. Ever I mean, for happened. a minute, may you could say maybe, and it was certainly for a minute. You could say maybe Ronda Rousey, but it was like a shot, in, shot, in the, shot in the pan. It was right here and gone mm-hmm. as quick as it came. So, Becky reaching that level, to me, the only the only way for her to lose a title at this point is for something Screwjob. important. Well, I think for something important to come out of it, like. And I don't see Nat. Granted, like I love Natty as a human being. I think she is, has been great for that division. Has been great for that company. But I don't think like anything gets advanced or moves forward or becomes more exciting because Natty beat Becky Lynch. No. I don't think there's anything big or good or exciting that comes out of it. Other than like it's probably a feel good story for a lot of people who like Natty as a person. So I think Becky retains for that reason because I see no reason for her to lose. And obviously I'm going to go with I think Charlotte wins because if this truly is Trish Stratus's last match, I don't see how they have her go out with a win over Charlotte. Uh, I would love to see it as well um, because as much as I have complained about the like old-timers coming back, Trish did things in the women's division at a time that nobody else, like her and Lita, were doing things that nobody else. Yeah, they were trend centers. And then mm-hmm. when they left, like nobody else did them until the last three or four years. So I would love to see her get rewarded with that type of victory over one of like the the main premier. pieces of the women's division yeah, today. Yeah, one of the premier members, one of the right. But but I cornerstones. see yeah. But I see Charlotte winning. Um, I think we only Real, have one more match. Go ahead. Be, before we leave the women's division, mm-hmm. my bestie would be highly disappointed if I didn't bring this up. What did you guys think of the uh, WWE 2K uh, trailer, the commercial? I thought it was fun. Um, it wasn't anything like kind of like 
absolutely killed it, but I thought it was good. I thought it was good for what it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was done real well. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, having Becky, since being on the topic of her, you know, uh, co, co, uh, co-starring for the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought the, the whole thing was funny. They got to play a lot of current people or up-and-coming people because they had, like, even Velveteen Dream from NXT mm-hmm. there at the party. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had some legends. You had some icons there. I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I thought it was good. I think like as much of a shame as it is, I feel like these almost like side projects they do are better than their main product. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's like across the board. Like if if we decided to sit down and do a podcast reviewing Ride Along every time there was a new Ride Along episode, we would enjoy that a lot more than we enjoy Raw. I was actually about to say, I mean, I think it was probably two weeks after you canceled your network. I really thought about it. And then they put they put something out. Or it could have been something small. It could have been like a new table for three. And I was like, this is why I keep the network. Right. Like I was for TJR, I was doing I was writing up reviews of every table for three episode. And I enjoyed every one of those. So it's like the the stuff that's not on Monday and Tuesday night, the stuff that is not their core product seems to, to generally be good. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not surprised that they, they did a good launch or a good, like... Watch a couple episodes of the cartoon. It was very entertaining. Yeah. So, and I'm very happy that Becky was rewarded with being one of the, the cover athletes or, or whatever the, the right term is. Um... So Ricochet and AJ Styles, I know, Joseph, you said this is the match you may be looking forward to the most. A a pure wrestling standpoint, these two guys are just going to put on a show. Um, You have some other matches, like I said. Kofi, Randy could be a really good match. Um, One of those women's matches, uh, for me, I think it's going to be the Charlotte match, is going to kind of stand out. Um, I'd be surprised if they don't have a tag match. But for my money right now, it's Ricochet AJ, I think, is going to be the match of the card. Eck, where do you stand on this match? Where does it rank for you on the card as, like, most looked forward to? Uh, it's, it's up there. It's probably Honestly, it's probably right there in the middle. Uh, the, the match has happened a bunch of times. I think it's to the point where it deserves a stipulation. Um, I mean, both these guys are great high flyers. Why not Why not hang the belt and make it a ladder match? I don't think there's ever been a, I don't think there's ever been a ladder match for the U.S. title. Uh, maybe it should be a no disqualification match. Maybe it should be a lumberjack match because they both got, you know, friends in the locker room. Um, but a straight-up match, I, I think this is, this is the last time we should see these two guys in a straight-up match. Um, they could keep this feud going, but I need a stipulation next time. We've gotten the match on Raw two or three times. We had it in Philly. It, it's always been enjoyable. It's going to be enjoyable, but I'm looking more forward to Orton. I'm actually more excited to see Jack, uh, Dolph Ziggler, Jack Hammer himself. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to see my baby girl Trish out there. There's things I'm looking more forward to. The match should be good. Um, yeah, so it's right there in the middle for me. So, being that I have not been watching Raw and weekly stuff, I don't know. It's definitely not what I'm most excited for, but it is one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, as a card. I mean, as a, as a match, purely match standpoint, that's, that's what I'm, I'm kind of looking mm-hmm. at in that sense. Um, well, since since you guys uh, you know haven't been on the past couple weeks, what is your guys' thoughts on their phenomenal name for the group? The OC? Orange County. So it, it reminds me of a TV show they once aired. 
So I'm glad you brought this up because it was when I was listening to the podcast last week, I was at the track and you guys brought up the OC thing. And all I could think is that the OC is at least for one season was one of the greatest like teen dramas of the past 25 years. And how dare the most bland, boring, predictable, least fun show on TV twice a week to disparage the OC by calling that group the OC. Like, get the hell out of here. You, the OC is so... is light years beyond Raw and SmackDown in terms of an entertaining hour of weekly television. That it, it really turns my stomach that they have dragged down the name the OC with that. And not to mention, why did you even have to do it? Like, what is the point of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, why couldn't they just remain as the club? Like, I know the club is Anderson and Gallows, but the first time they were ever with AJ, they called themselves the club. And, like, the, other th- the thing that's annoying to me, I don't know if uh, Joey caught this this week, but... During commentary, during the New Day versus, or was, maybe it was during the time I guess it became a six-man match, um, New Day and Ricochet against the OC, I thought I, it was the OC, the official, original, only club. And while Michael Cole, I don't know if he botched this, but he's like, the official, the only, the original champions. So I don't know if this is Michael Cole uh, botch or... The C now stands for champion. It's a Michael Cole botch. <laughs> that's that's a more likely scenario uh, scenario there. Although it wouldn't be the first time Vince just changed the name Ch- within a, a week. Exactly. I mean, I, I guess like why like OC? It couldn't be just the original club or just the official club. It had to be seven different O's. To be OC. Yeah, <laughs> it's very stupid. And I I, I find no reason for it i have no explanation oh, for it the only thing i'm enjoying uh gal is bringing the face paint black back i did think that was good but they don't need that yeah they, i mean they were called the club from day one it's stupid yeah the club to do that yeah i, th- I think the fa- face paint's good just because there's such a bad stigma with how bad their track record's been but i think it's it definitely helps and I'll take Ryan Atwood and Seth Cohen over Gallows and Anderson Uh-oh. any day. I mean, wow. Ryan, for sure. Ryan Atwood, I mean, he was a beast in that. In that do you do a little research and over there to f- remember them names? No, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Ryan Atwood oh. would take it. I don't, I don't know about Seth. Seth was kind of the weak link of that team. Um, I just meant as who I'd rather watch on TV every week. Oh, I thought you meant in a match. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Seth Cohen. That would basically be a handicap match for, Ryan, for poor Ryan Atwood. He grew up in Chino, yeah. so he could handle himself. Ryan Edwards had enough. He's had a tough time in the OC. Yeah. Um, so, I forgot. There's one other match, and we could just do a quick prediction. The Cruiserweight Championship, Gulak versus Oni Lorcan. I have to assume it's going to be Gulak. Gulak yeah. to retain. So, Oni Lorcan pro- is a good hand. He's done his thing kind of everywhere else, but he, he don't win matches. It's probably a pre- pre-show match, too. So, I definitely, would, uh, sadly, but definitely, it should be a filler match when the main. I would regret not bringing this up. This doesn't have to do with SummerSlam, but as our good friends Prep and Jen wait for the arrival of their little girl, 
We did have the 24-7 championship change hands a couple times at the OBGYN's office. <laughs> that was gold. OBGY not. It was gold. Yeah. Uh, I believe Alo said last week he cannot wait to see R-Truth show up and pin Maria while she's like on the doctor's table. Unfortunately, he was close, but not all the way there. Her husband, Her own husband. Who pinned his wife while she was... In a fake office. Yeah, and our truth peering from behind the magazine or the newspaper, whatever it was, I thought was excellent. Gave birth to a fake baby. Yeah, it... Really, he continues to be the most entertaining thing on the show every week. He continues to prove why my pandering to him at... Uh, what the heck is that even called? Access, back in uh, at WrestleMania in Orlando, telling him he is the most underrated guy of this generation... He truly is, and he's the most entertaining guy. He can make anything fun, make anything interesting. Eck, are you still fully on board with the 24-7 championship and R-Truth's complete dominance in the 24-7 division? I am chomping at the bit for a elite R-Truth with the 24-7 <laughs> title. He's an 11-time champion, so he has surpassed Charlotte faster than we ever could have imagined. How long? Did, 16, 16 how long more Ravens to, to tie Rick Raven. Flair? He coming for Raven. Ric Flair don't even matter. He coming for Raven. <laughs> how many title reigns does he have by the end of SummerSlam? Uh, he'll be at thirteen. So Unlucky number. Two. Is there anyone either of you think wins the twenty four seven championship at SummerSlam? Uh, I, I will I will say what I said uh, in regards to Extreme Rules. If the title is not a focal point of the show, if it's not there, if it's not defended, if it's not seen, the, the title, the, the match is a trump, or the show is a trump. It's obsolete. <laughs> it does not matter. I think it'll make an appearance. I think someone obscure will win it, and R-Truth will win it back um, probably the next day. I want one of the Singh brothers to win it. Hey, I, I could get behind that. Like, to me, this is, like, everyone's opportunity to, like, get uh, uh, their five minutes to shine. How, maybe, how fun maybe a would it be? How fun would it be if one Sing brother wins it, they pin the other one and say, oh, it, it, it wasn't me who won it. They mix them up. Maybe a skulking <laughs> Dolph Ziggler streaming down the hall after getting dominated by Goldberg pins him. Maybe. Would you like to see someone completely random win? Like someone who's not actually a wrestler? Yeah, if someone it was Berg, random. it'd be decent. Who? I want to see Renee win it. I don't even think she works for the company. No, I don't think so either. Uh, yeah, I I thoroughly am enjoying the 24-7 championship. It's always one of the things that I look forward to, to looking up on YouTube every week. And I do hope to see R-Truth get at least one extra title reign added to his his total by the end of the night on Sunday. Uh, did anything else happen on Raw or SmackDown this week that you guys feel like needs to be mentioned? Um, I'm going to stop my brain for a second. Yeah, Connick's lost the titles. To yeah, the that, see? My boy over there. Gotcha, Go gotcha. The Connick's lost the title to the new tag team champions. Uh-huh. Who was it that won? Um, was it Alexa and Nikki Cross, Cross? Yeah, Cross and 
It was actually a fun match. Yeah, it was. Um, it iconic, was a good. It was an elimination match. Yeah, iconic sort of first team eliminated, so you were guaranteed a new smart. champion. Like I did see that on Twitter that they were the first ones eliminated. I was like, well, that's smart because now this whole match, you know, there's a new champion. And and not not just that, but they they looked. They had a nice outing in the beginning of the match where they looked strong, so it doesn't bury them. Um, Mandy and Sonya got a strong look the majority of the match. It didn't hurt them. Uh, Mandy taps out to Oscar. Oscar, one of the greatest women's wrestlers in WWE history, so that doesn't really hurt them. So, um, it, you know, you got a bunch of interference and cheap, cheap moves to get the uh, terrible name for Kyrie and uh, Oscar to get mm-hmm. Kabuki something. But it, what, whatever anime. it is, <laughs> the way the way that they lost. Um, you know, it didn't kill them. So everyone came out of this match looking good. It was a good match um, overall. Yeah, it's arguably it's the best women's tag team championship match that they've had. Not that there's been a plethora of them. I think there's been five. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, so the last thing I want to mention, I, I meant to, to bring this up at the beginning of the show, but I forgot. We talked a lot about we're expecting the birth of a very good friend of ours, first child. And I guess we could go the full circle of life and give a rest in peace to former NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Harley Race. Uh, I can honestly say I was never a big, like, territory wrestling guy. I was never an NWA fan back in the day. So I didn't have that association with Harley Race, but... Back in like 1985, when I was watching Saturday Night's main event from WWF, I do vividly remember Harley Race having a feud with the Junkyard Dog, where he made the Junkyard Dog like kneel down before him, and had a feud with Hogan, where he was trying to make Hogan kneel before him. And I just remember hating King. He well, he was the king at that time. King King, king Harley. Harley Race. I just remember hating him, despising him, wanting to see Hulk Hogan, you know, body slam him and leg drop him and pin him one, two, three. So Harley, while I did not have like the connection to you that a lot of other wrestling fans did, you still much love. Yes, you did make me feel a very emotional reaction to you when I was a very young kid. Never left me. I always remember you for that. And obviously, you're one of the uh, the greatest to ever do it. Uh, so rest in peace. Anyone with some thoughts on Harley Race? Yeah, I definitely got a few there. Um, he, he I, you know, to bring up what you were just saying, obviously, w- with our age gap, I've never seen any of Harley's matches live. But I remember a few times in the late 90s when he was, you know, Vince brought him in and, you know, they – they either handed him a plaque or, you know, they, they talked about him and his time as the NWA champion. And that's like, what's the NWA? I didn't know. I was, you know, very young. Yeah. <laughs> um, but over the past four or five years listening to podcasts and hearing all his legendary stories of being a badass and uh, being a fighter and being just a feared and respected guy, Man, I, I love the stories. Um, Austin and Flair tell great stories about bar fights and literally him going in there and picking fights, like going up to a pool table, cutting off like six people in line. <laughs> and th- those stories are legendary. And I, I love because 
they're like he's a great wrestler. I'm a huge wrestling fan. He likes to drink and party. I drink and I party. He <laughs> likes to shoot pool. I shoot pool. Like they're like it, his stories resonate with me, you and it's also it, it's a, a different time. I wish. I, I think all all men probably wish they could be half the man he is just because of how badass he was and with a lot of those stories. Um, we all know with, you know, two years ago with the NWA being, you know, um, re revitaled, uh, I've got to rehear a lot of stories and a lot of his matches. And, you know, while Nick Aldis is out there busting his ass to make specifically just Ric Flair and Harley Race proud, um, great champion and yeah i'll finish this off with saying prep and i are pretty lucky um preps real big in an eight by tens and signed ones he's got his basement hooked up with them um there's pro wrestling crates two months uh i think it was two months ago maybe last month we got an eight by ten signed by harley i'm not into eight by tens but i looked at it i'm like damn you know this is one worth keeping because it's, it's wrong to say but like i remember saying in prep i was like man i'm not into these eight by tens but Man, Harley Race could be dead before the end of the year. And, you know, one month later, the man's man's passed away. And to speak on the Hogan feud you were just talking about, X-Pac cut his podcast 15 minutes short this week. And he said, normally my podcast runs a little over an hour. I want to give you guys 15 minutes back and use that 15 minutes to go watch Hogan versus Harley. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. So... I don't know if I should be breaking this news or not, but I just saw Prep's Instagram story that says 919, welcome beautiful. Hell yeah. So, congratulations. So prep, I, to I know prep Prep's going to be listening to this thing early in the morning or in a few hours because he's not going to be able to sleep tonight. No. I know, I know what it's like having a. Valentina was born less than 30 minutes earlier than 919. Um, I, I, I'm happy for you, Prep. I love you. I love Jen, and congrats. Yeah. Uh, Prep and Jen, we you are uh, two people that we love very much, care about very much. We are very excited for you, very happy for you, very proud of you, and cannot wait to meet uh, this baby. Uh, so little prep. congratulations. Yeah, little prep. Baby Agina. Congratulations, little prep. Yes. Uh, yes, and welcome. Welcome to the world. Hopefully you get to... <laughs> there's, there's a seat on the throne waiting for you? Yeah, there is a seat on the throne waiting for, for baby Agina. Uh, so, again, I don't know if uh, it was my place to break that news, but congratulations. Uh, I have 3% battery on my computer, so I think we have to end it here. I hope everyone enjoys SummerSlam uh, for Mr. Sexy Putacana, the now forever C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Brand new flavor, yeah. <laughs> for uh, Act 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. Tricky Dicky Trembicki. Adios. I am Queen P, Ron Pashery Jr. Queen P. And Please we don't you... bring this Queen P crap back next week. Oh, no, it was just this week. This week, on one week only. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> uh... But that is it for Matt Madness, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my boss. Shut the Vince McMahon.
can't shake the land off the shell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.